I want to talk to you seriously. Men, are you pregnant? Can you afford it? Have you thought about American financing? (laughs) Just getting a new mortgage for your home. That way, you'll be able to fly as a man, as a woman, as a man who's having a baby who might be a woman. I'm not sure anymore. But you could fly to some of the greatest back alleys in America. Please consider American financing. Sure, you could pay down your debt. You could save a lot of money every month, maybe even $1,000 a month. But you could also get your male back alley abortions. I mean, it's up to you. After all, it's your body, your choice. It's a choice between you and your doctor. And it's nobody's business. Uh, By the way, you have to get a vaccine right away. Um, American Financing, call them right now. Save a lot of money. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. Going to be an interesting show today. Bill O'Reilly is on and Mr. Larry Elder joins us in hour number three. So you don't want to miss it. Welcome to the program. Uh, I hate to talk about the Texas abortion law only because that really accomplishes everything that the left and the media want. And that is that we stop talking about the abortion that is Afghanistan. Don't worry. We have all of that covered today. And we also have Larry Elder joining us and Mr. Bill O'Reilly. So we are going to start with... Oh my God! What do we do? The freak out over the Texas heartbeat law. We do that in 60 seconds because it's Friday. The Glenn Beck Program. Yeah, it is. Let me tell you about Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Your last chance to save big on brand new custom window treatments with Blinds.com's Labor Day sale. That's right. It's Labor Day. Stu, have you already put all of your white, your white shoes, your white belt, your white pants into the closet for into the cedar closet? As people say, I am fashion. Yeah, I know, uh, I know. And, and those white shoes, man, they have looked good. Those thank you, nice penny loafers, those white, you know, saddle shoes—they're beautiful on you. My completely white skin yes. is also something. It is weird because you stand against a wall when you're wearing <laughs> the white clothes. And I can't, I, it looks like a wig is just pinned to the wall and eyes. <laughs> and it wouldn't look that way with you because your hair would just blend into the white. All right. Anyway, blinds.com, <laughs> their Labor Day sales event right now. You get the uh, end of the season doorbuster deals and the lowest prices on outdoor shades, faux wood blinds, and so many, uh, so much more. With deals this good, you can upgrade your whole house with the latest styles, premium materials, even motorization, which is really nice. I talked to Stu's wife, Lisa. She's put one, a motorized uh, set of blinds, right <laughs> down the middle of their bed, and it's nice. 
that's what she says. That's what she says. You I laugh, don't know. but I had the Blinds.com people out yesterday. Did you? Yeah. We, yeah. we, we uh, have Blinds going up in several new rooms. Uh, really? Blinds.com. They were just out yesterday doing all the measuring and stuff because mm. I'm completely incompetent, even though yeah. they say if you screw it up, they I've can fix it. it. I've actually yeah. measured, and I am incompetent, but and you, it worked. Yes, but you don't have to no, depend you don't on have yourself, to. No. luckily. So how is that working for your wife with the bedroom? It's, I think it's going to be great for yeah, her. Okay. I think it's going to be great for her, honestly. Look, uh, we can, you know, do what we do, but I don't want to look at you. <laughs> Blinds.com, save up to 45% Oops. off everything site-wide. Can't blame her. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's really true, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. My wife has a lead shield. <laughs> but anyway, Blinds.com for 45% off. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now... I might have a few things to point out about the Texas abortion bill. I might. I might. I might. Uh, things like, it's my body, my choice. Right? Right? Hey, this is between me and my doctor, and it's none of your business. Right? Okay? Just like to point out, yeah, unless it's about the vaccine. Then it's not a choice, and it's not your body, and it's not between you and your doctor. That's interesting, because I see it the opposite way. The only thing between you and your doctor is is abortion. Everything else is uh, is purview of Obamacare. Yeah, I know. Or they, I know. Like, they want to be involved in every Everything. one of your medical decisions, yeah. with the exception of abortion. Well, give them time. I think they might start imposing... <laughs> Abortions. Abortion mandates? Yes, abortion yes. mandates. Do you have your abortion uh, passport? Uh, now, <laughs> yes. let me ask you this, Stu. Yes. Have you noticed the narrative about how evil this is for women? For women? Yeah, how horrible this is yeah. for women. I mean, it's just... Oh, well. And I am deeply offended because what about all the men that are, have to... Because... Men can have abortions, too. If men can get pregnant, Mm -hmm. men can have abortions, too. How dare you make this to genderize this entire (laughs) conversation? It makes me sick. This is like where the two liberal arguments drive into an intersection and slam into each other in the middle. I don't know what you're to work. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just saying Men can get pregnant, too. And are you expecting men to have what? It's okay for men to have back alley abortions because they're men. (laughs) Is that what you're saying? You people make me sick. Oh, now the federal government has decided. uh, Nancy Pelosi says they're uh, they're passing a bill uh, in the federal government to stop a state from doing what the state feels is right. Uh, This is something I like to call the 10th Amendment. Hmm. Now, that would require you to read beyond the Second Amendment or even to know that there's something called the Bill of Rights. But I digress. Uh, So let's, let's look into how this is being shaped. This story... Uh, is uh, from Fort Worth. 67 abortions in 17 hours. Inside a Texas clinic's race to beat a new six-week abortion ban. 
Wow. 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 What an accomplishment. It is this, something uh, you strive for, isn't it? All abortion. <laughs> All abortions must go now. It's an abortion clearinghouse weekend. <laughs> it's crazy. I think though that downplays the heroism of, of this the doctors. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I hope you understand. May I? Yeah. May I talk about the heroism here? Just Please. a second, because Thank it's you. outlined in the story. Okay. It was 8 p.m. on Tuesday when Marva Sadler looked at the patients waiting in the lobby. Had a list of patients waiting to return, and even more patients waiting outside in cars surrounded by protesters, and realized they just might not get to everyone tonight. Now, let me tell you something. <laughs> that is one busy-ass abortion place. I mean, they, they, there's a problem in that neighborhood. They pack them in. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, it's like... In. It's, I mean, it, it's like, uh, you know, at a, before a hurricane, there's no water on the shelves. Everybody's just running to the abortion clinic. Oh, my God! I got an abortion! <laughs> well, in, in their defense, I don't think they typically do this many abortions, but people were trying to get it in before the deadline. Sure, sure. It's like April 15th. Right. rush to the mailbox. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> Except you're not putting things into the mailbox. You're taking things out of the mailbox. <laughs> oh, no. Sadly. And there's. Uh, no, it's, no, I don't okay. think you need to expand Sadly. on that joke. <laughs> of all the things you need to revisit. I don't I think. Just, I just want to make sure it was clear. Got it. The director of clinical services and her colleagues did the math. They needed to perform eight abortions an hour with only one doctor. Does this sound like one of those math problems in a sick, sick world? (laughs) You're in third grade. This is the new problem solving math. You need to perform eight abortions an hour with only one doctor on duty. He's very old, who has been working since 7 a.m. How many abortions can you do? (laughs) Outside, chants came in through a bullhorn, protesters shouting prayer verses. Oh, my god. Okay, gosh. this person, this person does, this person has never been around a Christian or a person. A prayer verse? Yeah. Okay, a Bible verse <laughs> or a prayer? A prayer But verse. I've never heard, give me a G, give me an O, give me a D. <laughs> God's with us. I don't, I've not heard that before. Well, you weren't at this abortion clinic. <laughs> <laughs> Using the bullhorn. <clears throat> uh, they were shouting prayer verses and arguing the clinic was too full. Already the police had been called. The fire marshal would come twice over capacity issues inside the clinic. Employees would see protesters through their security cameras and through the windows of their small brick building. They're watching us. They're watching us, Sadler thought. And they're winning. Inside, she looked at her team. Eight people, total, between the techs and the front office staff. The doctor and the three staff members from a nearby clinic they brought in to help. Well, why why didn't they just send some of these people over to the nearby clinic? I mean... This poor old doctor. She asked, she asked them, just take a deep breath. We're not the bad guys here. We're doing everything right, and we're trying to help everyone we can. If there's someone we can't help, it's not our fault. Well, actually, it is. There are 67 other patients that you're going to be taking out and killing, and those ones are directly your fault. Mm. 
So I just thought I'd throw that out. After midnight on Wednesday, Texas Senate Bill 8 became law effectively banning abortions after six weeks of gestation, a time when most people aren't even aware they're pregnant. Republican state lawmakers had fought to claw back abortion access before. In 2013, an anti-abortion bill banned the procedure in Texas 20 weeks post-fertilization and put a series of new regulations on abortion providers. Parts of the law were ultimately overturned by the Supreme Court. It was Whole Women's Health, an abortion provider with clinics in five states that sued that case to take it to court. Sadler had been at the center of that fight as well. What a hero. She really is. Yeah. She really is. Well, they found out that the court wasn't going to step in before this law took place. The staff worked without stopping to eat. You know, it's weird. Um, I've always thought of those people that were shoving people into the ovens, you know, hmm. and I thought, how do you break from that and take a lunch break? You know, where do you sit? Do you sit on, you know, do you, do you sit in where you're like just talking to Joe who's now shoveling the bodies into the ovens? And you're like, hey, Joe, I just got to take a break. I'm going to eat my bologna sandwich. Uh, you know, yeah. where do they sit? That's How do ugly. they eat? Yeah. yeah. Kind of like that. They didn't eat. They continued hmm. shifting patients in and out of rooms in the lobby. People who had been waiting five hours or more asked when they would be called they had to pick up their kids. I've got to go pick up my kids. Can I please get my abortion? Please, I've been waiting here for five hours. This is back, Allie. My gosh, what is this Bangladesh? Their ride was leaving. Oh, no. You know, I've been asked a lot of things. And the one thing I really hate is, can you take me to the airport? No, it's Uber. Okay, call an Uber. But if one more friend says to me, can you drive me and wait for me at the abortion clinic? I hate that. Super common. Super common. Super, super common. Anyway, their ride was leaving. Their family members who were outside because of coronavirus regulations knocked on the front door to see what is happening. Would they be seen? Or is my loved one going to be turned away? Oh, my gosh. One young woman arrived at her first appointment to the clinic that same night. She was a drug user, she told Sadler, and she was set to begin serving a five-year prison sentence in a week. She already had three children at home. She didn't want to deliver a baby in jail. Please help me kill it. Now, this is a nice story. It's an honorable story, and they keep saying things like it. And every once in a while, you need to remind yourself what it is, which is ending the life of a human being. <laughs> it's like this, like super on the it's like an episode of 24 you know you can hear the clock ticking and they're just rushing to get all these abortions done oh, before the deadline there it is there it is there it is i mean she was going to jail she already three had three kids she was a drug user now some might think that that would be good for the baby to be delivered in jail because she wouldn't be shooting up or doing whatever it is she's doing she by the way is not a drug user she is a person with a drug substance issue <laughs> right we, okay we learned that yesterday from the <laughs> cdc she dropped to her knees on the cold tile floor in front of sadler begging her to take her to perform the abortion but in texas Patients have to wait a full 24 hours for their first appointment to get an abortion. The woman was 12 weeks pregnant, and on Wednesday, she'd be too far along to get the procedure. It was 
That woman, Sadler thought about later as she drove away from the clinic, the adrenaline of the day washed away by waves of sadness and pain, the knowledge that no matter what she did, she couldn't help everyone. She couldn't perform every abortion asked. Oh, gosh, I just it's crushing to hear the pain she must be going through, which is different than the pain the babies have when they when the poison's injected into their heart or or their limbs are ripped off. Mm-hmm. Uh, clinic workers got to everyone they were legally allowed to treat. In 17 hours, they had performed 67 abortions. They'd seen 60 people who had taken medication to abort at home. And to confirm, yes, the process was complete. And they wouldn't be left in limbo. No, I think the babies go to limbo. Right? The abortion doctors just go to hell. I th- Is that... <laughs> Oh, did I say you're that? Not, you're not their job. I better so. take a. I better take a break. I've gone off the rails. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> you give me another minute, and and I'll start saying crazy things like, "No, men can't be pregnant." Mm. But because I'm still sane, I know they can be, and that's why I'm so mad at the media. How dare you only focus on the women at these abortion clinics? How many men are going to be affected by this too? How dare you? Back in 60 seconds. Here's a fun fact. We're all getting older every day. And, you know, when you're young, you don't think about that. And you think, ah, yeah, that's just old people. And then you start to realize, I'm 50, I'm not old, and this sucks. May I suggest Relief Factor? It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors, and 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more because it works for them. Try the three-week quick start trial pack for only $19.95. You don't have anything to lose. Okay, 20 bucks. But in three weeks, you're going to know. Am I part of that 70% where I can live without pain? Call Relief Factor now, relieffactor.com or 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384. Call them now, 10 seconds, station ID. They had performed 67 abortions. And they'd seen 60 people who had taken medication to abort at home. So they, they did 127 killings in one night. In one night. And I think that is, wow. that is beautiful. Efficient. It's beautiful. That is efficient. Uh, she said, yes, the process was complete. For a moment, I'm still quoting the article. For a moment, they were all able to savor it. To what? Savor it. To savor it. 127 people that will not be born that should have been born, and they yeah. were doing they what were, with it? They were savoring it. They were savoring the, the day? For the moment, they mm. were able to savor it. Sadler, Sadler looked at the doctor mm. and told him physicians half his age wouldn't have been able to do what he did. Mm. Mm. You Even know, I think he, almost everybody wouldn't have been able to do what he did. I don't care. The, I, the, the most in shape, acute person would not be able to do what he did. I think that's a fair statement. Even if he had only performed one abortion, it would have been a victory. Oh, it would have been an incredible win. What a win for society, for humanity itself. Protesters were still out there Wednesday. Oh, no. Before Settler arrived at 7 a.m. 
Her staff was visibly drained from the day before, shuffling through the hallways and talking in low voices. There were 77 people on their roster for that day. Some of them real, some of them, Sadler suspects, protesters who called to make fake appointments to see if they could gain intel on what the clinic was telling its patients. Sadler knew she'd have to go out and say something <laughs> uplifting to her team. If you can't trust your abortion patients, who can you trust? Sadler knew, well, that woman, that good, gracious woman that was going to prison. That's trust her. Mm -hmm, To trust her. Uh, Sadler knew she would have to go out and say something uplifting to her team, even as she knew this would be the day where she would have to deny people care. She kept thinking how unfair that those women yesterday were helped and the women today. Damn it. I'm going to insert this. The men and women that are pregnant today (laughs) don't have any help it was only 10 a.m no health no health for them i mean obviously they could go to any of the other 49 states and get it done in probably five minutes oh my gosh what on their horse do you know how long it takes to get to another state well i mean a flight really from anywhere oh yeah now we're now we're booking private flights 30 minutes yeah you don't need to be private could be going you know southwest really like you're gonna slum it on southwest This is a person that needs an abortion, man. It needs life flight. But they'd have to pay for the abortion. death flight. But what? They have to pay for the abortion because these places are (sighs) No, no, there are places that will pick you up and take you to other states. Uh, Okay. (laughs) But other than that, they're totally restricted from getting their abortion. And you know why they're having an abortion, quite honestly? Because we don't pay for birth control. Uh-huh. Because of that damn Cory Gardner. He got rid of all birth... birth what? Cory Gardner banned birth control? Yes. <laughs> Did you go to the supermarket lately? Have you looked at the condom aisle? There's, no, there's none to be found. Damn Cory Gardner. <laughs> you don't have any idea what we're talking about if you haven't been a long-term listener yeah, to the show. True, but I guess. About, what, 10 years ago, there was this crazy commercial running against Cory Gardner, who was running for something, Congress, Senate, I think, yeah. Senate. Mm-hmm. And uh, the commercial was, Cory Gardner's banned birth control. What? <laughs> he wants to ban birth control. That's right, sweetie. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right, sweetheart. It was only 10 a.m., And already she had turned four people away, some as early in their pregnancies as five weeks and six days. Why'd you turn them around? Why'd you turn them out? Like five weeks and six days. That was the day you could do it. That was the day before the heartbeat. Just a clump of cells. Why did you turn them waiting? I think there's a waiting period, which is why. Oh, that's right. Because you have to have a 24. They get you every time, don't they? They sure do. Man, it's like a shiv. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So you might be thinking and waiting and thinking the GenuCell summer blowout sale will last forever. There's no rush, of course, but unfortunately there is a rush. We've seen these deadlines just creep up on you and they have these exciting narratives and, and that's yeah. the thing with the GenuCell summer sale as well <sighs> is I there a 24 hour waiting period <laughs> I don't know okay only last this week though during uh, this time all packages 50% off online orders only at GenuCell.com mm. 50% off classics including GenuCell for eye bags and puffiness this is the best in skincare GenuCell eyelid lift and the legendary anti-aging moisturizer mm. GenuCell XV your order 
includes GenuCell's customer favorite vitamin C deep firming serum free at checkout. You're going to see skin smooth as silk and free from redness and sunspots are going to disappear before your eyes. And you might think to yourself, I don't believe that. I'm a skeptic. I am a skeptic. You I don't be. believe that. That's okay. Here's the thing. What? 100% of your money back if it doesn't shut, work for you. Shut up. So take advantage of the sale while it lasts. Remember, it's only this week. Holy cow. GenuCell.com. Enter Beck30 at checkout for wow. an extra 30 bucks off and free shipping. Results guaranteed or you get 100% of your money back. That's great. Go to GenuCell.com. Beck30 is the code. All right. Don't miss me on today's episode of uh, Dave Rubin. And you can find Dave Rubin at theblaze.com What is she doing? Does she know that we were recording this session? Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Glad you're here. It's Friday. Bill O'Reilly is coming up. Also, the one and only Larry Elder, which, by the way, I just want to let you know, the mainstream media says no chance, no chance. It's a runaway right now for Gavin Newsom. It was close. Now it's not. However, they are using uh, voting machines. I'll tell you what kind of voting you can guess. I'll tell you what kind of voting machines coming up in uh, just a little while. But they are concerned. The Democrats are concerned that there might be some funny business going on with the voting machines. They're not sure this vote will be secure. Uh, We'll bring you up to speed on uh, on that. And it's a good thing. You know, these progressives, California leads the way they lead the way. Okay. And it is I am so happy to see that California finally is, you know, since what, 1849 finally has a legitimate candidate that is black, but he's racist. I mean, I don't know if you saw this. I I don't remember the news source. Uh, I think it was Babylon something. Apparently, they have a photo of Larry Elder in his in his uh, high school yearbook with blackface. No. <laughs> How could you possibly have that guy in California? Actually, I think that's the way you get to be a governor in this country right now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's you actually going to be a real positive for you. Him. Might be, you mm-hmm. might be, or you could just go to Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, let me give you a a couple of uh, pieces of news here. Um, Let's uh, stay on the abortion thing for just a minute. Cut four. This is Saki uh, answering an abortion question. Listen to this. Following up on the sexist law, why does the president support abortion when his own Catholic faith teaches abortion is morally wrong? He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. Why does the president, who does he believe then should look out for the unborn child? He believes that it's up to a woman to make those decisions uh, and up to a woman to make those decisions with her doctor. I know you've never faced those choices, nor have you ever been pregnant. But for women out there who have faced those choices, this is an incredibly difficult thing. The president believes their rights should be respected. Go ahead. I think we got to move on. Wow. I am so offended. I am so offended. How dare them? Mm. Men can be pregnant, too. And a man who has been pregnant several times. Lieutenant Colonel Scott Mann, uh, I'm hearing now he's not been pregnant several times. Well, I don't know what's wrong with him. Former Green Beret commander and leader of Task Force Pineapple. Welcome to the welcome to the program, Scott. How are you? Let me get my second, my breath for a second. 
ready. Oh, you breathing Thanks. exercises. Are you pregnant now? Is that <laughs> Breathing. <laughs> yeah, how are you? I'm very good. Hey, uh, I had um, I have Tim Kennedy on uh, today on my podcast, and I was talking to him yesterday. And you know the the suicide rate is already crazy of uh, of Afghani um, war fighters uh, on our side. Yeah. And um, he, he I, I said to him. You know, I just was talking to a guy who's on my staff. He's my chief researcher. He was a Marine. He was one of the first people in. He was off the coast of um, uh, Australia when the towers fell. And so he was one of the first people in. And yesterday I'm talking to him and all of a sudden he just gets choked up and starts to cry. And we weren't talking about things that were that um he just he just said you know uh, so i just question what i've done i just question everything uh, can we talk about yeah. that scott how can we yeah, help you know do you know the, the the i'm seeing the same thing with our volunteers who you know the the, the on the pineapple express who these retired special operators um combat infantrymen marines who volunteered to help their brothers and sisters who they had served with they got re-triggered again i mean i talked with a vietnam veteran yesterday glenn who's basically had to watch um saigon fall twice mm. you know um and you know the, the level of moral injury that our veteran population and their families and our gold stars have endured post 9 11 alone um, you know, 800,000 who fought in Iraq. It, it is, it is, it is really rough. And when you see, you know, people are, I think people are astounded to see the way we come together around honoring this promise. But I think it's because people finally are hungry for something that gives meaning to what we did. And that's yes. why I sent you that video, the man in the arena is because the only person that gets to assign meaning to a lived experience in combat is the person who lived it. And that's important to remember. So for, for people who don't know, um, can you just quickly tell the story of, uh, you know, Pineapple Rescues, what you guys have done? Yeah. yeah, sure. I mean, it just started with one friend of mine named Nizam, who I'd served with in Afghanistan. He was an Afghan commando. He went to our, Af- uh, our American Green Beret course. He had applied for his SIV visa. It didn't get approved. And he was in duress, hiding in his uncle's um, a, a apartment in Kabul. And it was clear he was going to be executed as, as Kabul was overrun by the Taliban. So a couple of us, Green Berets, ABC reporter James Meek and uh, Congressman Waltz's staffer, we got together on the phone and we just started uh, coordinating. And we found a plan uh, to basically help get people to help move him through the city, get him close to the gate. We called people inside the gate and, and started coordinating that way they recognized that this guy was a commando he needed to be pulled in and they gave him the word pineapple as a code word and he used it got pulled through and that is how we got to be known as task force pineapple and then we just brought other seals other green berets into our midst task force duncourt did the same thing team america and it was just a group of volunteers who were working to save their brothers and sisters and honor a promise and and it was all about just you know fulfilling on what we said we would do the way they showed up for us so when you um when you said earlier i want you to go into moral injury you're the first person that i have heard say this and it has really stuck with me but i'd like you to explore that and explain the moral injury that is happening uh, to right now to almost everybody who has fought at all in afghanistan 
Yeah, I mean, a moral injury, you know, is, is I think is one of the worst injuries that we can incur, uh, whether it's in combat or not, and because it's the kind of injury injury that scars the soul, you know, and and there's no deeper wound than that when the soul is scarred when you when you have to take action that runs counter to your moral compass, and you know, combat throws the, that at us all the time, and and politicians make it particularly. Uh, challenging because of the policies and bureaucrat, bureaucratic approaches that they lay on top of, you know, what should be, you know, the humanity of honoring a promise. And again, this, 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 is, this is every administration I served under for the whole Afghan war. We faced moral injury after moral injury as we executed our orders. And, and now, though, I think this is the ultimate. I mean, any veteran will look at this. I think any citizen will look at this and go, oh, no, no, no. This is what my parents taught me when I was in kindergarten. Oh, yeah. You don't lead your and, and to violate that, I believe, if we violate this, if we don't stand together as a nation, we are running off a cliff, cliff toward, you know, an abyss of moral injuries that will haunt us the rest of our days, both as a collective and as individuals. Scott, I don't know if you've ever heard me say this before. The audience is so probably so sick of hearing this story, but it is so it, it, I understand it fully right now. When I went over to Auschwitz, I talked to uh, uh, one of the righteous among the nations. She was 16 years old. She started saving Jews with her mom and dad um, because of her. She, when I asked her um, about 10 years ago, what do we do to to water that seed that's in all of us? She said to me, you misunderstand. The righteous didn't suddenly become righteous. They just refused to go over the cliff with everyone else. This is what you're this is what you're talking about. Now, these people, all of us know what our parents taught us, what we don't leave people behind. Our word is our bond, all of these things. And if we accept this, we will go over the cliff with the rest of humanity. It is so important for people to stand and do not move from that principle. Once you do, you, it's very hard to come back. It's very, and this is not about Republican or Democrat, mask or no mask. This is about a level of humanity and doing what our gut and our solar plexus tells us to do. Oh. Our body knows what to do, and we have to trust that. Okay, so Scott, you are. Let's. I'm just putting myself now into somebody who's currently serving. And you had to stand there and your gut said, this is wrong, but you did the right thing by not uh, violating a legal order from the president. We, we have to have that discipline in our military. So what do they do to get past this and how can we help? I yeah, I, I think a lot. This is my belief is I think a lot of it has to do with storytelling. I think that, you know, societies for thousands of years have used storytelling to assimilate. I mean, that's actually the nonprofit that I run and what I've focused my eight years on since retirement before all this happened. And I can't wait to get back to is helping our warriors tell the story. I mean, they need the, the scars. I call it the generosity of scars. You know, the scars they've endured. Um, are are actually are are healing and and in the form of stories can help guide the rest of us to 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 better days and show us what leadership looks like. Our veterans are doing that now, and I think as a society, the more that we can uh, empower our veterans to tell us their stories and to listen to their wisdom, the, to the lived experience that they've been through. I mean, it's 
you know, the scars that we have are, are the greatest assets we have in this world. And, and veterans right now are pushing them down because they think that there's something wrong with them or they think that there's something, you know, um, immoral about them. And they, the, the fact of the matter is they're the finest humans on the planet. Oh. And as, as a society, we need to give them the permission and the stage and the microphone, however that shakes out, to tell those stories and share them with us and, and come home. You know, we never even let our Vietnam veterans come home. And, and, and this is, I believe, narrative and, and story exchange is one of the most powerful things we can do as a society. I, I will tell you, I, one, of my, one, of my, one of my more powerful memories is probably 20 years ago now. It was right after uh, 9-11. We were sending people into war, and I did something called, what was that, uh, Stu? America... Uh, I don't remember, but we went across the nation and I in the whole rally rally for America. And it was the whole point was we cannot dishonor if we are going to choose to go to war. We have to be for there for our soldiers in the good times and bad. And we must not repeat the mistakes of of Vietnam. And we did a big uh, we did a big event. And I remember a Vietnam veteran coming up to me. And he shook my hand and it was the first time that anybody had shook my hand and you know how you do the um, uh, challenge coins, but his was his medal uh, from Vietnam and he shook my hand and in tears he said, this is the first time I have felt welcomed home since Vietnam. Yeah, you know, that's true, Glenn. And, you know, I actually, for, for the storytelling piece, I wrote a play about the war uh, called Last Out. This was before any of this happened through our nonprofit and to complete my midlife crisis, I, I, I started acting with a group of other combat veterans and we took it on the road and we went to all these different cities and we would, and the whole idea was to do storytelling, like, you know, old school storytelling from the stage so that people in the audience could actually experience and feel, you know, what my character, Master Sergeant Danny Patton, the Green Beret and his family went through in this long war and, and his relationship with the Afghans. Now it's very haunting to see it, but but we, I can't tell you that the one Green Beret Sergeant Major's sister, she stood up and she said in our talk back, you know, thank you for showing me in 90 minutes what my baby brother's been trying to tell me for five years. Mm. And, you know, it really is in the realm of narrative that, that we can heal. And, and we're going to have to find a way to do that. We're going to have to find a way to do that as a nation. We're going to have to find a way to do that for our veterans. Um, you know, and I'm really looking to, like, I, I hope that our political leaders, I hope that our thought leaders will look at what our combat veterans are doing right now. You know, while everybody else has gotten really furious, they've gotten to work and they're showing us, they're literally showing us in real time what leadership looks like. I mean, they're modeling it for us in spite of all that they've been through. Some of them are re-triggering themselves in order to honor this promise. And I just hope that we take note of it and we steer away from that cliff as a collective because it, it, it could it could be our last chance and i know that's dramatic but i'm not even kidding i i agree with you um lieutenant uh, colonel scott mann retired former green beret commander leader of task force pineapple you can follow him uh at rooftop leader on twitter and his website operationrecovery.org. scott thank you so much for being on the program All right, if you're a homeowner, you know a thing or two about stability and hard work, about sacrifice and desire. Owning a home is an anchor of stability in your life. It is the thing that allows us to grow and to grow our wealth. Owning a home, it is quintessentially America. It's where you make your memories with your family, but it does come at a cost. And if you've been paying on a mortgage for any length of time, you know what I mean. So let me ask you. 
What is the mortgage costing you? That's the percentage of interest. How much? Is it 4% or more? Even down into the threes? If it is, you need to give the mortgage consultants at American Financing a call today. They know what they're doing. They're not in it for the bank. They're, they're in it for you. They have still the family-owned and operated values that they've always had for the last 20 years. If you are needing a loan anywhere, coast to coast, they have you covered. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program. Tim Kennedy is on with me. Uh, for our podcast, it is available now on the Blaze. It is one of the most positive podcasts I have heard. This guy is fantastic, and I know many people in the audience are like, "Hello, Glenn." Yes, uh, but he's an MMA fighter. I mean, I don't know anything about MMA. Uh, it was it was a little girly uh, with my interview with him, uh, not on his side, um, but he's got a great sense of humor. Uh, he's a real life Captain America. He has seven incredibly successful businesses um, and uh, uh, special forces. He's one of the guys who has been helping with the Nazarene Fund, and we've been helping them get people out. I mean, it's incredible. This is a don't miss podcast available right now uh, at blazetv.com, or it's tomorrow. It will be released for the general public wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. Uh, This is a don't miss podcast. You want to feel good and positive and for a reason, watch the Tim Kennedy podcast today or tomorrow. No matter how you're feeling, there is no denying getting back out there and kind of an adjustment. So when the world gets too loud, I create my own soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. Sometimes you need upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm with a soothing voice or melody. And no matter your soundtrack of choice, Raycon are the best way to listen. They come with a bunch of gel tips for your comfort. And unlike some other brands, they don't stick out of your ears like little teeny white golf clubs. Raycons have a 32 hour battery life so you can listen to what you want when you want for a really long time. Raycons also start half the price of other premium audio brands and sound just as good. And they come with a 45 day happiness guarantee. Get 15% off Raycons at buyraycon.com slash Beck. That's buyraycon.com slash Beck. 15% off your Raycon order. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. Bill Bar is our sponsor. Great snacks. Mm-hmm. Great. I mean, it is a candy bar. It is a candy bar. Except it's not a candy bar. It's a protein bar. And it's healthy for you. And it's got all the good things in it that you're supposed to have. Blah, 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 blah. Everything that turns me off on a candy bar, uh, you know, um, is in this thing. Except it tastes like something that is horrible for you. The uh, the way you can get 15% off and try some of the, you know, the mint brownie flavor, the salted caramel, the cookies and cream. Uh, I mean, it, that's unbelievable. The Their coconut tastes like a, a Mounds bar. It's unbelievable. Built.com. Built.com. Save 15%. Use Beck 15 on your order and save. Built.com. 
Boy, it is a, a powerhouse program for you today. On the lineup, Larry Elder, Tim Kennedy, and Mr. Bill O'Reilly in 60. It's Friday. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. You have pain in your life. I mean, real pain in your life. Like, like the pain in your ass that like is Bill O'Reilly. You get some relief factor and you just rub it on him. And before you know it, he's all numb. He doesn't have any idea and he's no longer a pain in your butt. Um, Oh, no, wait, that's something. No, I'm sorry. Relief factor doesn't take away that pain. He'll still be here every Friday. Relief factor. If you have any kind of of frequent pain, millions of people um, feel like they're dragging a car around on a chain behind them. You don't have to feel this way. Now, Relief Factor is not a drug. It was developed by doctors, and about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. So you know, the people who are trying this, this isn't their first thing. This is usually, okay, I'll try this. It's not going to work. 70% of the people that try it go on to order it month after month after month. I know I take it three times a day and have for like the last three years. ReliefFactor.com, 800-583-84, 800-583-84, ReliefFactor.com. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, uh, from BillOReilly.com, he had a incredible broadcast uh, this week uh, because I was on it. Uh, he's also the author of Killing the Mob, and you can find him. And, uh, and by the way, I'm, I really hate when people come up. I really miss you on TV. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. There's something new called the Internet that you can access on your TV. Uh, and Bill O'Reilly's in the same boat. I mean, watching him on BillOReilly.com is like like not a day has passed. And it's so good to see him uh, break it down in his no spin news every day. Anyway, Bill O'Reilly, welcome to the program. Uh, hold on just for a second. I'm I'm just wrapping up fusing entertainment with enlightenment. I'm, I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I got it. You got, got it? it. Good. Yeah. Well, yeah, you yeah. might want to look at it again. I've done it for 20 years, uh, and uh, I won't uh, I won't take any of your spin on uh, the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Uh, so, uh, Bill, gee, where do we start this week? Why don't I give you a new story? off of Afghanistan for mm-hmm. just Beck listeners. All I right. didn't even do this on my show yet. The okay. No Spin News. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is an exclusive for you guys. Okay. So going forward, you have to anticipate that after Labor Day next Tuesday, when people get back from the nice long weekend, that the Afghan story will decline. The conservative media will try to keep it alive. Yeah. Anything the Taliban does that there's video support for will be on the conservative media, but it will not be on the corporate media. Yes. Uh, on on uh, Wednesday, CBS News didn't cover one thing about Afghanistan. Jeez. It's not Unbelievable. One. Yeah. So that's number one. You, you're not going to hear Afghanistan much uh, after Labor Day. I agree. However, one big thing has happened. 
That is, if there is a terror attack on the United States, any time during the Biden administration, Joe Biden will be directly blamed. Even if it isn't his fault, even if it doesn't emanate from Afghanistan, any terror attack on the USA will be laid right at Biden's doorstep. That is a big change because in the past, when the United States has been attacked, citizens have rallied around the commander in chief. And we saw that with Bush the younger. We saw that with Obama. Now, thank God we didn't have a real terror attack under Trump. And it would have been interesting to see how the hate Trumpers would have covered that. But now Biden is going to be responsible for anything that happens on a foreign basis that kills Americans. And there's nothing he can do about it. Bill, um, let me... You know, it's interesting. I was listening to um, Dave Rubin, his podcast this morning, driving in because it was the first day back. He takes a month off and does not look at any newspaper, television, uh, Internet, nothing for a month. And then his first day back, he picks somebody to uh, brief him on what happened. And this year, I, I've briefed him before. He had Adam Carolla brief him uh, this this time around. And I really wanted to see it because I wanted to see his reaction of, wait, 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 the Taliban did what? <laughs> Biden did what? How is this happening? I mean, he was completely um, taken aback. But what I noticed, his questions were all about the media. He would say, OK, that's horrible. You know, 13 dead. And uh, I, there's nothing I can say that that is it. I'm curious, how is the media spinning this? It is it's it was weird to hear, but I think he was right that that is the real story here in America is the media because it is so political, which is crazy bad. Um, I want to give you one story that they just will not cover, uh, and that is the phone call that happened between Ghani and Biden. Do you think there's anything there that this is a story? The phone call story? Yes. Yeah, certainly, because you can now make a case beyond any reasonable doubt that Biden knew Afghanistan was in trouble and at the same time was telling Americans that Afghanistan was not in trouble. And he also told a foreign leader to lie, even if it's not true. That's almost a step too far for me because I really stay in a disciplined box. Well, wait, 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 wait. When when I say when tell me what it means of you have to say good things are happening, even if it's not true. That's right. That's just couching. That's just that's just being politically correct on even if you have to lie about it. What he was saying in the context of the whole conversation, and that's how you have to always evaluate uh, any kind of accusation about a lie is that Ghani needs to put forth a strong faith and that a central government has to say, we are in control. We are going to fight back this threat. Now, when he throws in, even if it's not true, he's not saying that it's inevitable the Taliban will take over at that point. Remember, this is in July. This mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. He's he's saying that if you don't put forth that confident point of view, 
inevitably you will get booted out. So I'm I'm not I'm not going to say that Biden lied and told uh, Donnie told to Donnie. What I'm going to say is that Biden knew the odds were that Afghanistan was going to go down, and yet he went on worldwide television and said the opposite. So would now you that, go? Would you go as far as saying that he lied to us? Yes. All right. Yes, but with a caveat, and I've said this from the very beginning. I take a lot of heat. I don't think Biden remembers what he said yesterday. And then that's the big story to me is that the president of the United States doesn't remember what he said five hours ago. And so if you uh, I ran the uh, Trump commercial, have you seen that? No, I have not. Okay, I ran it last night on the No Spin News. I want every one of your listeners, after they finish listening to you, to go to BillOReilly.com and to watch the one-minute, 10-second spot that the Trump pack put out. It's devastating. And it's all about Biden. It is absolutely okay. devastating. Got it exclusively. They sent it to me. I ran it last night. The big story is that we have a president who cannot retain information or remember what he says from day to day. That is the big story to come out of this. The second big story is the humanitarian disaster. The third big story is what you just mentioned about the media. Now, I had Bernie Goldberg on the No Spin News last night to talk about this. So you and I are in sync. And here's some interesting data. So the Washington Post, which literally begged its readership to vote for Joe Biden in last November, they begged them to do it, has turned on Biden and scorched him over Afghanistan. The Wall Street Journal actually said that Biden is a dishonest man, Mm. putting him in the Richard Nixon category. But the New York Times hasn't said a word in almost three weeks. Not an editorial word. So I explained to Bernie, who I think knows this, that the New York Times cannot do it because 100% of its revenue flow comes from liberal people who like Joe Biden. Yes. Now, the Washington Post is in somewhat of the same situation, but because they are on the ropes, that newspaper is on the ropes for its unbelievable advocacy toward Biden when he was running, it almost had to cover its butt here. But then we'll go back to CBS News, not even mentioning Afghanistan on Wednesday night. That is, I mean, I've been in this business a long time. I worked as a correspondent for CBS and ABC. But, I mean, it's almost impossible. Yeah, you had Ida, you had all that, you had the weather, but you can't shoehorn in a three-minute update on Afghanistan on Wednesday night? That was a conscious decision to get away from the story. And ABC and NBC will follow closely behind. So what is the story in Afghanistan right now? If you were the editor, um, what is today's story or, or, you know, one that just needs to be covered that isn't being covered? How the Taliban is consolidating its power and how they are rooting out so-called subversives, Mm. Afghan people who help the United States or who are secularists, who are educators, former police officers, how they're doing that. That is the story now. 
but you're not going to hear it because there's no correspondence there because the Taliban doesn't allow that. So if they catch you feeding stuff out or tweeting or, or emailing or whatever, they'll cut your head off. There's no due process in Afghanistan. If the Taliban commander in Kandahar wants to kill you, the Taliban command, the Taliban commander kills you. See, people don't understand that now in Afghanistan, all human rights are done because of Joe Biden. There's not one human right that remains in this entire country. And how fast did that happen? Three weeks because of Joe Biden. All right. Back with uh, Bill O'Reilly, a little bit more on this. And then we're going to talk about the other news of the week, including the Texas abortion uh, ban in just a second. First, let me tell you about CarShield. It takes a lot of guts to do what you did. Yeah, I'm brave, but I'll never be that brave. Someday when they write the history books up, they're going to look back and say, there, there was a person that had real grit, a backbone of iron. To let a car go past its warranty and ignore the check engine light for so long. My gosh, this person was afraid of nothing. Of course, they'll probably also say a few things about your decisions in those history books. Uh, And maybe it would be better if you didn't give them something to write about. May I suggest that you get your car protected for a covered repair? CarShield is the best. They'll take care of your repair with a choice of a mechanic and get roadside assistance and rental. It's a breeze and it'll save you thousands. CarShield is a win-win. They help me get back onto track when I'm in a pinch and I'm not on the hook to pay the thousands of dollars. I have saved probably 10 grand with, uh, with um, CarShield. Please, if your car is out of warranty, this really really makes sense carshield.com slash beck save 10 percent. deductible may apply it's carshield.com slash beck 10 seconds station id all right Bill, I, wanted, I just want to ask you about the things that were left behind. I, I got a letter from a friend of mine. Uh, he said, uh, an M249 saw weighs 17 pounds. It cost $125 to ship a 17-pound package from the Middle East to the U.S. I would have easily, gladly paid $3,000 for one of those. Uh, I also would have paid for an MRAP to be shipped over. I would have bought body armor, night vision, ammo. I would have gone off like Christmas morning at the opportunity. I would have taken some of the dogs. Why weren't salvage companies allowed to buy this equipment as they did in past wars, etc., etc.? I would have donated to a fund to get it all out of Afghanistan just to blow it up so they didn't have it. He goes on to say, I've been wondering why this was this has happened and he said the answer is because they trust the taliban with these kinds of things more than they trust us and i think that's true i respectfully disagree so what happened there is that the united states armed the afghan army under ghani all right. over the country. I, I get that, and I agree with you. Okay. I want to just go on the the part that I think is true is they would rather have those in the hands of the Taliban than in American hands here. All right, so you get to the gun control thing and all that. 
Um, I don't. I wouldn't go that far. Okay. They may you know, I, let me, that, wait, wait, wait. Let me play two right. clips. These are Democrats. Um, cut one, please. To focus on terrorism groups, uh, I'm someone who's written extensively on both jihadist groups, but also uh, right-wing and white supremacist groups. And in my mind, there's no question that today in the United States, the uh, right-wing and white supremacist violence is a much greater risk. Uh, part of that, as Mr. Kako said, uh, is that the United States has devoted a lot of resources to fighting jihadist terrorism overseas and done so very successfully. And the people at the CIA and the NSA and other places have helped keep us safe. I, I strongly agree with that. Uh, but we were very late to the game as the right-wing threat started to Play surge. cut two, please. Here they I are. agree with your assessment and uh, those of my colleagues who have spoken already. Uh, there's little doubt that the domestic terrorist threat from uh, white nationalist and right-wing extremist groups is greater than the jihadist threat today. Stop. Such a joke. Who are those idiots? Uh, that was, the- hang on just a second. That was the former National Intelligence Council chair for President Obama. Oh, my God. Uh, and the Brookings Institute, Daniel Byman. It's, it's just unbelievable. I just finished writing a book called Killing the Killers, The Secret War on Terrorism. It's when you see the book, and I'll send you an, an early copy, it, it's not even in the same universe. Yeah, there are bad uh, neo-Nazi Americans running around, yeah. But there are very few of them. I mean, the jihadists are causing death and destruction, are causing death and destruction all over the world, not just in the United States. It, this, these people are so blatantly irresponsible and ignorant it's just staggering. I, but here's something you might not know, Beck. Okay. So there is a uh, there is some truth in the fact that the Biden administration, the progressive left, wants to disarm Americans. Yes. That's true. All Americans. You don't want you to have any uh, defense mechanism uh-huh. in your position. Uh-huh. So very quietly, unreported in most precincts, Biden slapped a uh, sanction on Putin because of so-called yep. election interference that says Russia is not allowed to ship ammunition of any kind into the United States. Yep. Did you know that? I did know that. I mean, I'm glad I've bought Russian ammunition before. It sucks beyond belief. Okay, so that but that's a big deal. To, yes, it's designed not to punish Putin because Putin can sell yes. that stuff Anywhere. every jihadist in the world yes it was designed to choke off the yes. ammunition industry in the united states which it has ammunition has quadrupled in expense here if you can get it now this is the kind of stuff that flies under the radar that these progressive people do all the time and but they'll hide behind this massive threat from uh, white supremacists. Look, I've been around. I've been to every state, every major city in the country. I don't know any white supremacists, Beck. Do you know any? No. I don't know any. No, and I tell you, um, I, I see that this is, again, uh, a false premise here. They're saying that we either have to worry about jihadists 
or the white supremacist and nobody cares about the white supremacist. If there are violent white supremacists out there, I'm for if they're breaking the law, I am absolutely for rounding them up, round them up. Well, there's an FBI unit. There's a complete FBI unit devoted exclusively to that, to getting domestic right wing terrorists. (laughs) They don't have, by the way, a unit devoted to getting left-wing terrorists in the USA, Antifa, Black Lives Matter. They don't have that. But in the FBI, there's a unit. That's all they do. So um, Lynn Cheney has just become its vice chair for the January 6th panel. And the guy who's clearly mentally ill that was wearing the Buffalo helmet at January 6th, he's doing a plea deal. He's been in prison uh, uh, until today. I think he's entering a plea deal. Uh, I'd like to hear your your thoughts on this January 6th nonsense. Also, we have to talk about uh, Ida. We have to we have to address what the press is freaking out about the assault on law and order. According to Joe Biden, the Texas heartbeat bill when Bill O'Reilly comes back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, I have a really good idea. Instead of America going to hell in a handbasket, why don't we try going at a school desk? You know, I don't want to be in a handbasket. And if we're going to go to hell, why don't we do it in a school desk so we at least know what it's going to be like when we get there? They're roomier, a lot more comfortable. Uh, I have it on good authority from a number of teachers that our kids are a lot smarter than uh, us dumb parents. So, you know, they'll be able to, uh, you know, get to our final destination a lot quicker if we're all in school desks. It might sound like a bad idea to you, but uh, to fight the fire of wokeism instead of the fire of patriotism and real education, that's what we need to do. We can start with the Tuttle Twins books. These books are, and I'm not exaggerating, educational life changers and must-reads for your kids, your family, and quite honestly, many of us. I mean, do you really know about Austrian economics? And believe me, oh my gosh, I've read some, and it's just, it hurts your head after a while. This doesn't. This is made for kids. You're going to love it. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get 35% off their books and all their activity books for free. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. We have more with Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. More than 30 California children who were visiting relatives are still stuck in Afghanistan. I don't know. I think that's a story worthy of coverage. You know, beyondstripes.com, stars and stripes. I mean, I, maybe, it's just, maybe it's just me. But we have Hurricane Ida to uh, cover. And, uh, and Bill, your take on Ida and how things are going. Well, I got whacked by it uh, driving out to eastern Long Island on, um, what was it, uh, Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the intensity of these storms um, is obviously something that people should pay attention to. And I'm, I'm not buying into the global warming is making the storms worse. That's the corporate media. Mm-hmm. They're, they're telling you that. I mean, if you look at the history, the worst 
hurricane in U.S. history was 1900 in Galveston, Texas. Correct. 10,000 people died. 10,000. Um, and there weren't, there aren't cars then. I mean, maybe, maybe it was the cow gas that did it. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Um, but I think that people should pay attention um, to the elements. And, well, you know, the people that say, oh, I'm going to stay on uh, Forche Island in Louisiana and I'm not going to leave. Well, you're going to die. Then. You know, here's the here's the problem. Um, This is, I believe, a government created problem. People didn't live in these dangerous places on the coast because the insurance, private insurance, was too expensive. And so and in some places they would not insure things. And people raised holy hell and the progressives said the government should be the insurance policy for all of these places. No, you should. I mean. New Orleans has had so much money poured into that city and it's never spent cleanly and usually not even spent on things that would help that city not go underwater all the time. There's only so well, much you can job, do. Though. They get a good job with the levees after Katrina. I think you have to give the government credit for that. And the Army Corps is a good outfit. I mean, they can come in, but you're absolutely right when you say if you're going to buy a house on the sand on the Gulf Coast, it's just when, not if you're going to get it. And then if you're looking around for somebody to bail you out, that's not really right. Yeah. I mean, I've been to Galveston. Galveston is a really nice place. You know, I really like it. It's got some, it has some really cool things to it. But, you know, it says hurricane zone everywhere. And the last place I would buy a place if I wasn't going to be bailed out by the federal government, uh, the last place I would buy a place would be Galveston because I know it's going to get hit by a hurricane and then I'm going to have to rebuild it. And it's beautiful and it's got some old great buildings. But guys, it's not the place to invest your money over and over and over again. Well, the last place I would buy is Malibu. And I'm not going to, I don't want my money to go to rebuild Barbara Streisand's house. She lives in the woods in Malibu. The woods are going to burn down, Barbara. Okay. And if they burn down, then I don't want to have to pay to rebuild your house. Right. Because the woods are going to burn down. It's, 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 it's insane. It's insane. Every year it's the same story and it is the federal government's problem. Uh, They are the ones who are causing much of this harm because of what the, of all of the bailouts and all of the insurance. Go ahead. Yeah, we can't tell the people out. There should be zones that are designated high risk. And then if you want to buy there, you're on your own. Some Friday, some Friday, not today, but uh, remind me to tell you how I saved Dick Van Dyke in Malibu in a fire. Oh, I got to hear that story. Not today, but I do have to hear that story. Um, uh, Bill, to remind you. Okay, Bill, let's go to Texas, and yeah. what the president says is an all-out assault on law and order, the heartbeat bill. And the president will receive communion in a Roman Catholic church on Sunday. And I'll just remind everybody 
How that is happening is just beyond me. I mean, you are a Catholic and you go to church every Sunday. So, uh, you know. All I know is that the Roman Catholic Church, one of the most grievous sins, so bad that you're excommunicated, is abortion. Yet every time I turn around, that Catholic guy, Joe Biden, is saying, I want to make abortion easier. I want to have abortion up to birth. You know, if you panic three hours before you're supposed to deliver, you can kill the baby. This is Joe Biden. So I don't know. I mean, look, I'm a sinner. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just a little confused about how the Roman Catholic Church is dealing with Joe Biden. I'm a little confused. Now, let's get to the Texas law. So the law is really an interesting situation. Because it doesn't provide criminal penalties right. for any physician who aborts a fetus after a heartbeat is detected. That's, they did that on purpose, because if they had, then the Supreme Court would have ruled that law unconstitutional. All right? Everybody should understand that's where you start. So Texas is not saying we're putting doctors in jail if they abort after fetal heartbeat is detected. What they are saying is that anyone can sue the doctor in civil court if the physician does that. So rule of law and all this other business isn't really what the, uh, the situation is all about. What this about is about is states' rights. That's what the five Supreme Court justices rule. The Texas has a right to make laws that protect the unborn. But it doesn't have a right to do it in a criminal way. It's a civil action. Right. It gives you standing to sue the doctor that does it. It's an interesting theory. I don't know. I don't I don't know what kind of uh, what kind of problems this. I don't think it's going to stand. But I wonder what kind of problems if it did uh, that could open the door for. Uh, but I, uh, you know, it's a valiant effort. The, 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 the thing to me is, first of all, Jen Psaki, do we have the audio of Jen Psaki uh, just beating down a reporter uh, that, uh, that asked that, that Catholic question of Joe Biden? Listen to this. Following up on the Texas law, why does the president support abortion when his own Catholic faith teaches abortion is morally wrong? Well, he believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. Why does the president, who does he believe then should look out for the unborn child? He believes that it's up to a woman to make those decisions, uh, and up to a woman to make those decisions with her doctor. I know you've never faced those choices, nor have you ever been pregnant, but for women out there who have faced those choices, this is an incredibly difficult thing. The president believes their rights should be respected. Go ahead. I think we got to move on. I find this amazing uh, because they were just arguing that men could be pregnant. And now, of course, no, this is a woman's right to this is an attack on a woman. What about all the men that could get pregnant as well? And that's a serious question. Yeah, I'm confused about the uh, birthing person. Yeah. I kind of don't really understand that. I called my old high school biology teacher. How come you didn't present this? Right. I, I, you know, a birthing person. We didn't have that. Anyway, this is the PC uh, woke culture that Jen Psaki embraces 
in a very enthusiastic way. So uh, you don't you dare ask a question about abortion if you are not a female or a birthing person. person. Um, and, but do you have to get a license to be a birthing person? How does that? I don't know. How I don't know. Out. I don't know. I don't know. I check my birth certificate. It says yeah. male. But if something is slash birthing person, if something is alive well, and coming out of me as a man, I would call maybe at least police officers or an army special somebody just you should have more people in the room than just a doctor because i have no idea what's coming out of me um let me change wait, wait, it back 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 yeah, i saw that in alien 3 i know i know Weaver. i know some i saw guy, and then, 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 then some alien came right out of the i guy. know that's why i say you need to have military there person? let me uh, let me change the subject to joe biden he is uh he is now giving a press conference as we speak on uh, the Delta variants and how the Delta variants are a drag on our economy and the only reason why we haven't added more jobs. The jobs report for August has just come out and it is abysmal. Uh, they were expecting almost a, a three quarters of a million, got about a quarter of a million. He is again coming out and saying, I've added more jobs in my first, uh, my first quarter uh, of presidency than any other president. That's that's like that. That's like the white star line uh, saying, you know what? Yeah, but we also the Carpathia showed up and we also saved more people. Your ship that's went fun. down. And also, of course, he did. The entire economy was turned off. His baseline is April 2020 at the height of the shutdown in the pandemic. That's his baseline for adding jobs. So, I mean, it would be like, um, hey, uh, I had the highest batting average in Major League history because I was hitting zero, 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 but I got one hit in my first three, and I raised my batting average 333 points. Right. It's the same con. Yeah. But the American people are so distracted, so exhausted. I do believe people are exhausted. I now. do too. No matter what you say, and, and the, of course, the media, the corrupt media, oh, yeah, that's right, Joe Biden, he's a big. And, and the final thing is, most of the people who would take the jobs aren't still not looking because they're still on the gravy train. Oh, well, he is just saying, I'm watch, listening to you and I'm watching the uh, text of his remarks. And he's just saying one of the problems is. You know, uh, employers are not willing to pay enough money and, you know, they got to cough up more money. I pay more than them. I pay you not to work and they won't top it. They won't top it. Oh, I know. I mean, but this is what socialism is. But do you, Beck, let me ask you a serious question here, okay? Do you think that right now, as Joe Biden addresses the nation, that he knows what he's talking about? No, but I don't know if he's ever known what he was talking about. It's just worse now because you've added senility to it. So um, Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Killing the Mob is his latest book that is out. If you haven't subscribed to BillOReilly.com, I urge you to do that. Don't don't say I miss him on TV. You can see the no spins. You see it. You see it. All you have to do is join him at BillOReilly.com. I don't know, but that was a good interruption that helped. I...
You were very, very kind to promote BillOReilly.com, but yeah. I have to add one more thing oh, that God. I don't think you understand. <laughs> I am better looking now than I was on the Fox News channel. Wow. And that is just more incentive. And you are I, you are calling I, Joe Biden senile and out of touch. <laughs> uh, Bill, thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you very much. Uh, Larry Elder is joining us in just a few minutes. Stand by. First, let me tell you about Rectech. I want you to imagine this weekend, thick, marble, juicy steak seasoned and seared on both sides, so tender that it falls apart on your fork. Bacon-wrapped scallops, scallops sizzling on the plate. Lemon-zested shrimp grilled to crispy perfection. Eh? What I am saying is a little surf and turf joy, eh? but maybe you're not fresh. So you don't know how to cook. Everything poo-poo comes out. You know, everything is black and burnt and, uh, oh, poo-poo, you Americans. Well, I will tell you that we have smart grill technology. Um, yes, Rectech has found a way to take a little French man and uh, just shrink him down to size and make him into a robot, which I think would be fine, quite honestly. A bunch of little French robots, uh, little teeny ones that could just stay in your grill. I'd be fine with that. Uh, Rectech, smart grill technology, sturdy design, hopper full of heat and delicious wood smoke. Rectech is the best on the market. And especially when you AB compare for price. There's nothing even close to it. Rectech. Find them now at RECTEQ.com. That's Rectech.com. Go there now. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I had Tim Kennedy uh, yesterday for a podcast. It is out today. Uh, we're going to play some of it uh, if we have time. We have Larry Elder coming up next. But you have to hear this uh, interview with Tim Kennedy. If you don't know who he is, uh, he's an MMA fighter. He is uh, special forces. I mean, he's a guy who will just make you feel like a slug, even if you are really successful. I mean, you'll just feel like I do nothing. Um, he is one of the guys that we have been partnering with to rescue people in Afghanistan. He's just, he's amazing. He's amazing. And uh, he is, to many people, he is kind of a real Captain America. He is a very, very, he's got a sheepdog mentality that he talks about in the podcast that is connecting with millions of Americans. And uh, you should be one of them. Listen to this podcast. It will make you feel hopeful again. I mean, it's really, he's a remarkable guy. Um, so join me for the podcast. You can get that now at blaze tv.com blaze tv.com. Use a promo code Glenn and, uh, you'll be able to, uh, watch it right now. Well, not right now. I mean, I got Larry Elder coming up next. Pretty big, but after the program, or you can get it tomorrow, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, you realize that when you see people like Tim Kennedy and all the people in the military that were over there in Afghanistan, trying to pull this uh, out of the this, you fire, know, out of the fire, the last second after Biden screwed all of this up, you realize they're just basically another species. Of, they really are. I don't know what they are. They're not me. Yeah, no, <laughs> not even, not even close. No, it's incredible. <laughs> we talked about that. Yeah. Tim and I talked about that. <laughs> you know, I think we're on different levels here, yeah. and I'm not. And I, I'm not. That's not uh, deprecating you, right? <laughs> at all. Mm. Not the same species. Okay, uh, Larry Elder. What are the polls saying? What does it mean? 
the first black California governor. Oh, this is the Glenn Beck program. Let's talk about, I don't know, the country, the future of the country. We're just weeks away from yet another American travesty. Yet another one that could lead our country even further down the road to tyranny. Uh, the court packing thing is coming. It's coming back again. Uh, the far they're less really going to do it. Well, they're going to try to do it. Yeah, I, I hope they don't do it, but they're trying to come up with this plan to add about four new liberal justices. Now, that's this crazy. the past few days. That's what this with the is Texas really all about. Situation. That's why they're making such a big deal yeah, about this because right. they the Supreme Court didn't step in and protect our Correct. constitutional right to Correct. an abortion, which does not exist. Anyway, uh, my friends at First Liberty Institute, which is a great great organization. Uh, Glenn, you've known them for yeah, a long Kelly time. Yeah, Kelly Shackelford and the whole team. They're fantastic. We love these guys. Yeah. Uh, they're a great uh, nonprofit law firm that's taking a stand against all, with all these issues. They're on your side of this. They're telling the Biden commission to reject this ridiculous court packing scheme. And they scheme. really need you to sign up and support. We need masses amounts of people standing together. Go to supremecoup.com. <laughs> See, they're, they're reaching smart people. C-O-U-P dot com. Supreme Coup. You know, it's weird. Uh, as the Babylon Bee said, California may reject uh, Larry Elder, who, you know, in his high school yearbook, he was he's pictured in blackface. And uh, that usually works well for Democrats. That's usually the one they want to elect, but they don't want Larry Elder for some reason. We talked to Larry Elder about the California gubernatorial race in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. If you're one of those homeowners who's trying to buy or sell a home or both, you've probably discovered by now that you've got major undertaking on your hands. Almost nothing about getting a house ready to put on the market is easy if you're doing it the right way. And negotiating a sale when you're wanting to buy, not as easy as it sounds. This is why I started Real Estate Agents I Trust. Been through a number of these situations and always come away disappointed in the project. And usually it is because I just didn't know how to interview or how to find the right real estate agent. This real estate agent that is going to be the right one, they'll put you into contact with everyone you need to put your house into order. He or she is going to work tirelessly to get you the best possible deal on your home purchase and the best possible deal. They're going to drive the customers to your house to get the highest price for it. Don't take my word for it. Go and check them out for yourself. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. We highly encourage those moving from California, still holding on to those beliefs. Do not move to Texas or any of the really cool states that we still Enjoy. Now, you wouldn't. I wouldn't have to put that caveat if Larry Elder becomes the governor of California. Uh, welcome to the program, Larry. How are you? 
Glenn, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Holy cow. I have never seen uh, anything quite like it. Here is the most progressive state uh, who claims that they want equality for all and they care about the plight of the black man, blah, 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 blah. And they want to break all the barriers. But my gosh, not if you're Larry Elder. That's right. Uh, just in the last week, I think it's Glenn, I've been called, let's see, a gun-toting, uh, non-tax-paying, women-hating, black face of the white supremacy. That's exactly oh what the L.A. Times headline God. was. That's the, the wait, 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 wait. That's the L.A. Times? L.A. Times headline verbatim, Glenn. I kid you not. Oh, my God. So Larry Elder is the black face of white supremacy. Subheadline, you've been warned. End of quote. Mm. Oh, my gosh. And God forbid somebody like Larry Elder should support choice in education, which black and brown parents want, according to polls. God forbid Larry Elder should oppose state-mandated um, vaccines and mask wearing for state workers, uh, which the polls suggest that state workers oppose. God forbid Larry Elder should do something about the outrageous cost of living. We just hit $800,000 average price of a home here in California, Glenn. That is anywhere from 150% above the national average to 250% above the national average, depending upon which study you read. God forbid Larry Elder should want to do something about the outrageous rise in homelessness. Again, depending upon who you read, we have anywhere from 25% of the nation's homeless to 50% of the nation's homeless. Jeez. And God forbid Larry Elder should want to do something about the fact that for the very first time in our state's 170-year history, Glenn, people are leaving, businesses are leaving in droves. So that makes me, quote, the black face of white supremacy, end of quote. Um, Larry, I'm, I'm getting mixed signals. Uh, I know that Soros has stepped up and put another $500,000 behind uh, Gavin Newsom. Right. Uh, he did that this week, which that seems like a panic move to me. And then today I read, not a chance, not a chance. The polls are crazy. It's runaway for Gavin Newsom. Yeah, George Soros has put uh, a great deal of money into the coffers of my opponent. Speaking of George Soros, he's responsible for that soft-on-crime DA that we have here called George Gascon, who's also facing a recall election. A bunch of victims of crimes, uh, and I had a press conference yesterday talking about all these people that should not have been let out uh, by, Gavin, by, uh, by George Gascon, who got his first job uh, as chief of police from a guy named... Gavin Newsom, when Gavin Newsom was the mayor of San Francisco and then supported his candidacy when he became, when this guy ran for DA of Los Angeles. Uh, but they're scared to death, Glenn. They've raised a minimum of $50 million, probably closer to $75 million from the usual suspects, the teachers union, the public sector unions, Hollywood and big tech. I'm probably going to be outspent by a factor of almost 10 to 1. And they're panicking over another big factor that few people are talking about, Glenn. When I become governor, not if, but when I become governor, notice that you haven't seen Dianne Feinstein in weeks, if not months. I love that. I'm told she's in worse shape than Joe Biden. God forbid something should happen to Dianne Feinstein. Elder will replace her with a Republican senator, and that upsets the entire balance 50-50 that we have right now in the Senate in Washington. I, and they are scared to death. I have to tell you, Larry, I have thought about that. We've talked about it on the air here. I really believe if you are elected, when you are elected governor of California, this is a game changer and could be one of the major points of saving the nation. Sincerely. I, I, I believe that. And, and what's going to happen here, registered Democrats outnumber registered Republicans a little bit more than two to one. I'm going to change the image of the Republican Party. I'm common sense. You know me, Glenn. I do. 
I'm, I'm low tax, low regulation, going to do something about the homeless problem, going to give parents choice in education so they don't send their kid to a school where only 75% of black kids can read at state levels of proficiency, and those levels are low. The math scores are even worse. 80% of the kids educated in our government schools are black and brown. And once they see some sort of improvement, the image of the Republican Party in California and all over the country is going to improve. And that's what they're deathly afraid of. I'm from the inner city. I went to a public high school. I wasn't born on third base and thought I hit a triple like my opponent. And I'm going to change the entire image of the Republican Party in California, and dare I say, the entire image of the Republican Party in the nation. And a whole bunch of people who are now Democrats are going to rethink their allegiance to that party. So, Larry, has, has, have, the, have the voting public in California, do they have that short of a memory that this isn't a runaway for you when it comes to Gavin Newsom. I mean, his his low point had to be going out, you know, and what was it? Having a thousand dollar a plate dinner or whatever right. without a mask. Uh, right. Have they forgotten that he thinks he's king? Well, that and that's my job to remind them of it. And that's why I need more money, because if you come on the TV out here in California, every other ad is Gavin Newsom. Uh, he's facing a recall election by the Republican takeover. And I need to remind people, you're quite right. He sat up there at the French Laundry restaurant incurring a wine tab, just a wine tab, $12,000 sitting up there with the very people who passed the mandates that they were violating by not wearing masks and by not engaging in social distancing. Mm. Had his own kids enjoying in-person private education, mandating that you wear masks outdoors while his own kids at summer camp were outdoors not wearing masks. It's the arrogance that angered people, and it's my job to remind them of all that. Uh, Larry, uh, I just want to, before we continue on, give me your address of where people can join your campaign and help finance your campaign. They can go to electelder.com, electelder.com. And by the way, we have a voter integrity project, a bunch of lawyers all ready to go to file lawsuits in a timely fashion. If you see or hear anything that you think is irregular, uh, any kind of shenanigans, go to my website, electelder.com. There's also a volunteer button. Uh, so I really do need the help. And by the way, we have a recall committee, Glenn, which you can put an unlimited amount of money. I know you have a bunch of millionaires and billionaires who listen to your show. Let them know that they can send and spend an unlimited amount of money to help me make this somewhat of a fair fight. Uh, by the way, the Dominion software is being used. Concerning? Very concerning. Not only that, Glenn, you can print your own ballot now. You can contact the Secretary of State right. and literally print your own ballot. What could possibly go wrong? Jeez. <sighs> so <clears throat> how are you, what are you putting into place uh, to to try to make sure that this is fair at all. Well, again, we have a, a bunch of lawyers all ready to go to file lawsuits. We've already filed uh, some actions because of some irregularities that we've seen, but they are going to cheat. We, we know what happened in the 2020 election. They are going to cheat. But I think so many people are angry. Uh, they're going to be outvoted, even though they're going to be cheating. Nearly one quarter of the people that signed the petition to recall this man voted for him just two years earlier. 65% of Hispanics voted for him, and they're the largest group here in California. Now the majority of Hispanics want him out. They're angry about the quality of education. They're not putting the best teachers, the best principals, the best administrators into the inner city. They're putting them in the west side. They're putting them in the valley. And so Hispanics and blacks know that they are being disproportionately negatively impacted by the teachers union, the largest uh, and most powerful union here in California that desperately opposes school choice because the teachers were not automatic jun uh, union members and they don't get those automatic dues. Plus, the crime has gone up. 
and the people who are disproportionately victimized by the crime are black and brown people that the left pride itself on caring about and the cost of living. When people leave making between 50 and 100K here in California, the number one reason they cycle in is they cannot afford the price of a home. So all of those things are disproportionately negatively impacting uh, Hispanics, again, the largest group here in California, and they've now turned against Gavin Newsom. So again, it's my job to remind them of all of that, and I need the money. So go to electelder.com. On the, on the replacement side, Glenn, I have a huge lead over my rivals. I'm not worried about that part. But 50% plus one voter has the first vote to recall Gavin Newsom. Right. And then the second part is, who do you want to replace him? On the replacement side, I'm far ahead of my rivals. I'm not worried about that. I want 50% plus one Californian to vote to recall this man for all the reasons Glenn and I have been talking about. The rise in the cost of living, the rise in homelessness, the outweigh, outrageous way this man ignored science, shut down schools, shut down businesses, while shutting down churches, while keeping liquor stores and, and marijuana dispensaries open as essential businesses. It's outrageous. A third of all small businesses are now gone forever here in California. Larry, we know the the Republicans couldn't have done this by themselves. You needed independents and Democrats to make this recall even a possibility. And now the governor is trying to make it seem like to that the the moderate to the, the conservative leaning Democrat that you're scary. You are not you're not California right. values. You're going to shut down the, all of their rights and all these things. What do you say to a moderate voter who who is worried you're going to be way too conservative and out of step with California? Well, the, the, the main driver of that is what I've said about mass mandates and vaccine mandates. Uh, I have not anti-vax, contrary to what, an ad that Gavin Newsom put out. Uh, I've been vaccinated. I'm in a high-risk category because of my age, because of another underlying comorbidity. Uh, but I don't believe you should be mandating these kinds of things. And to the extent uh, that we have mandates for state workers that we do right now, a state worker who's not been vaccinated has to be tested once a week, and he or she has to wear a face mask at work. Uh, when I become governor, that mandate will be repealed. But as for cities and, and local districts and local schools and, and uh, the private sector, uh, they're going to make their own decision. So calm down. The elder is not anti-vax. I think that vaccines are fine for people in certain categories, but other people have made a very different decision. Isn't that what freedom is all about? Why is that scary? And I've been asked about Roe v. Wade. As if that has anything to do with why I'm running for governor, but it, with, if and when Roe v. Wade is overturned, and I believe uh, that it ought to be overturned, I'm pro-life, nothing's going to happen in a pro-choice state like California, for crying out loud. Two-thirds of the lawmakers uh, in Sacramento are Democrats. They're all pro-choice. There's nothing that suggests if and when Roe v. Wade is reverted back to the states where it should be, that all of a sudden the Democrats are suddenly going to become pro-life. So calm down. I've also been attacked for saying that there shouldn't be a minimum wage. Do I think people should work for free? Do I think they will work for free drive around the city see all these help wanted signs it's ridiculous i'm running on crime i'm running on homelessness i'm running on the outrageous cost of living i'm running on the fact that this guy shut the state down while ignoring science while not abiding by the very rules and mandates he put down the throats of everybody else i'm running on the poor forest management i'm running on the fact that we're having energy brownouts that's what i'm running on larry when is the vote well, people can start voting now. Oh, uh, the actual vote is April, excuse me, September the 14th. But, but about 20% or so of people, based upon our surveys, have already voted. 80% of people are still making up their minds. So go to electelder.com uh, and throw something in the tip jar. And for those of you out here in California, vote now. Vote now. And if you don't trust the mail, you can track your ballot, and you can also drop it off at a voting center if you don't uh, believe that uh, the mail is reliable. So, But vote now. Vote right now. 
Thank you so much, Larry. Uh, let us know anything we can do to help. I really, truly believe you getting uh, control of California is a life-saving game changer. Well, Glenn, thank you for that. You didn't say anything about how raspy my voice sounds. Uh, one woman said I sound like Shaggy, uh, the rapper. And she, said, she said it was sexy. I didn't get any love from you on my voice. Please. Well, you're sexy always, right. no matter what you sound like. Thanks, Larry. I appreciate I'll, I'll, I'll it. Thanks, God bless. <laughs> Caring about your dog's health and happiness makes you a good dog owner. Sometimes being a good dog owner means realizing your dog isn't getting all the things he or she needs and the food that you feed them. The dry kibble dog food? I have to tell you, I didn't know any of this about the dry kibble dog food. It's dead. It has really no nutritional value whatsoever because they have to sterilize it so it can last on the shelf for a couple of years. Imagine how healthy you would be if you had all of your food sterilized and that's all you ate. It would not be good. Rough Greens isn't a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on the dog food. So you can put it on whatever you're feeding your dog, and your dog will love it. Probiotics, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, omega oils. Uh, they're just some of the things that your dog needs to live a healthier lifestyle. And they're all the things that are in Rough Greens. And they're all the things that he or she will like. Get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. It's a free bag. All you pay for is shipping. And then go to roughgreens.com slash Beck, roughgreens.com slash Beck. After you try it with your dog for free, if your dog likes it, start feeding and putting this on his dog food because they'll love it. They will love it. And you'll see in a couple of months, huge changes. 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLEN-33. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Stu, tell me about the the actual polls, because he is right that he's way ahead. If if Gavin Newsom is rejected, then Larry will be the governor, right? Yeah. And this is almost certainly. I mean, of course, you never know for sure. But he's, I think, looking at this cor- the correct way and saying that if Newsom is recalled, he is going to win. Right. That is very, I think, very likely at this point. And this has been something that Newsom has tried to take advantage of. His idea is, look, yeah, I know you think I suck and uh, I understand that. But come on, we're a Democratic state. Are you going to let a guy who sounds like Rush Limbaugh be your governor? And now, of course, to me, that sounds very, very Mm -hmm. enticing. Uh, And I don't think he sounds like Rush Limbaugh. No, I know. But I'm just saying this is how he's pitching it. Uh, You know, and I, I, you know, like, I I think there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, similarities. Oh, no, I agree. I don't mean that as a slam. I think he's just a little more libertarian than than Rush was. It's a little bit. Yeah, he obviously they're different people and they have different views. And and I think, you know, Larry's uh, background as someone who's you know been from California and how he, he grew up and all the things he's faced in his life, I think is pretty compelling to a lot of people in California. And that's why he's dangerous to Gavin Newsom. You know, you go as as gavin newsom you just have to pitch this as it's me versus the most scary right winger you've ever heard and if he if he can get that dynamic to lock in and the media is trying to help him with it if he can get that media that dynamic to to lock in he probably will hold the 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 the, the race he'll probably win the pro the question is can larry break through and get his message through to people where he's talking about things that do relate Two moderates, two Democrats, homelessness, the value of of uh, of the the housing 
um, everything from Schools. all the restrictions, get, letting your kids go yeah. to school yeah, is not some, you know, not supposed to be some hardcore right wing position. Yeah, I know. And so that I think is where he, he's in the right. He's in the right area when he's talking about that type of and, stuff. And, you know, we know the press, but also remember, he's in the state with the home of Silicon Valley. I don't know if you saw the hundred reasons to recall Gavin Newsom. Um, he posted this the other day. It only has 25,000 views. Now, one of the reasons why is this video may be inappropriate for some users. I understand and wish to proceed. <laughs> for some reason, uh, Silicon Valley, and you know you have throttled this. I get another one. I just put, I understand I wish to proceed. I just clicked on it and I got another warning. Um, here is the, uh, here's the thing that is so offensive uh, can you turn up this, uh, this, uh, pot, please? Do you feel like your actions and decisions of governor, uh, would rise to a level where a recall, um, is a fair response from the voters? No, not at all. Gavin Newsom is freaking out. I wonder why so many people are trying to have him recalled. Could it be Gavin ordering Californians to stay home for months to avoid social gatherings? Or is it Gavin ignoring his own stay-at-home order to have dinner at the French Laundry with his cronies? Is it... I don't know. This is very... I, I mean, it's as unsuitable for... Yeah, it sounds well, really, Gavin really Newsom. edgy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're Gavin Newsom, you may not like this. You may not like this. This is just, again, uh, showing us that... Silicon Valley is almost a wholly owned and operated uh, organization by the DNC. I mean, whatever help they need, they will give. Larry Elder is uh, is facing incredible odds. We all kind of went into the 2020 election. I think uh, just thinking, just feeling because we could see there was no movement behind Joe Biden. What we didn't know is there was a movement behind the curtain for Joe Biden. There was no passion for Joe yeah, Biden. But there was passion against Donald Correct. Trump. And Correct. that's the situation Gavin Newsom's trying to create here. Correct. He knows no one likes him. If, right. You know, if if it was, you know, if there was an Arnold Schwarzenegger in this race, Newsom knows he would lose. But he, what he's trying to do is make Larry Elder seem like the Taliban. Right. And so if he can pr if he can present him in an unfair way, then maybe he's got a shot to survive this. And well, that's the only thing he's trying to do at this point. And I will tell you that he's ginning it up. So you have so the other side has passion to go out and and vote, uh, have the passion to vote for something, not against something. Vote for Larry Elder. Vote for the removal of Gavin Newsom. Mm. This is the Glenn Beck program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, org. If you're a fiscally responsible homeowner, there is no reason right now that you should be paying a high percentage for your mortgage. Hear me. Every day, I say, mortgage rates are all-time lows. Uh, you, have you taken the 10 minutes to give American Financing a call to find out if a refi is right for you? If you hear me say that, Please make today the day. I know you're so busy, but make today the day. You, you will save money. If you are paying even 3% on your uh, mortgage rate, you could be in the twos. If you're in four, my gosh, you could save hundreds of dollars. If you add in your credit cards and you roll that into your mortgage without resetting your loan, 
you could save up to a thousand dollars a month american financing 1-800-906-2440 call them now 800-906-2440 or go to americanfinancing.net that's americanfinancing.net 800-906-2440 all right blaze tv.com slash glenn is the place to go to get your subscription to blaze tv if you use the promo code glenn you'll save 10 bucks I spent an hour with the one and only Tim Kennedy. If you don't know who he is, you need to meet this man. Um, It comes out on a podcast tomorrow on YouTube or wherever you get your your podcasts. Uh, You can also see it right now at blazetv.com. It was posted uh, early, uh, as we always do our podcasts, for the uh, subscribers of blazetv.com. If you're not a subscriber, please join us. Please join us uh, for about the price of a cup of coffee. Uh, you can have access to some of the best shows and best uh, minds in the conservative arena. I just included Stu in that. Uh, and then some others that we drag along like a limp leg. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's uh, it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you're going to save 10% right now. Let me go through a little bit of what we talked about with Tim Kennedy um, is sheepdog mentality. This is something that he is known for. And I, I want you to listen to this. Let me go to uh, the um, sheepdog mentality. I love this mentality. And I, I think, again, this is uniquely American. Explain what the mentality is. And then, if you would, go back to uniquely American. Why is this here? And without being a slam on other nations, why do you say it's not elsewhere? <laughs> So Colonel Grossman coined the term sheepdog in the metaphor that we use. Um, uh, it's, I'll just give you this brief analogy so everybody's on the same talking points. Um, you have the sheep, which are just regular people living their lives. They're eating grass. They're making little sheep, right? They're just kind of living. And there's nothing wrong with being a sheep. The vast majority of people are sheep, and God bless them because sheep are amazing. I like, I like wool. Um, sheep <laughs> taste delicious. <also>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just that's everybody. Then you have the wolf, and um, that's a natural predator that looks for the weakest of the herd to 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 feed itself for the sole purpose of its own for its own self worth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it kills just for for fun. Sometimes it kills for just its own nourishment. But the wolf is exclusively a predatory thing that only worries about itself. And then there's the sheepdog. The sheepdog genetically. Is, is a descendant of the wolf. It has a ton of similarities, right? It has canines. Mm-hmm. It eats meat. Um, it knows how to move like a predator. It knows how to stalk. Um, it knows how to fight. It knows that it's going to attack the neck instinctively. It knows all of these things. The only thing that makes it different than the wolf is that it likes the sheep. It values the sheep. And it there's something in it that makes it want to protect the sheep. And they'll, they'll even at their own at the expense of their own life, they'll do anything to protect the sheep. So that's that's this idea. And I know that there's a lot of people that have that thing in them. They don't mm-hmm. know why. They can't let, you know, I, I don't I think I was 16 years old and I was walking down San Luis Obispo and um, a guy hit a girl in front of me. Mm-hmm. I'm just 
just smashed her in the face, waiting for an elevator to go up into a parking garage, downtown San Luis Obispo. I didn't wait. I was just in stride. I was just walking, and I cracked this dude in the face, put him <laughs> on the ground, got on top of him, and I hit him probably 10 or 15 times till the elevator door opened, then I stood up, got in, took my bloody hand, pressed number three, got in my car and drove home, and my dad was super pissed at me. Because I came home with bloody hands. But um, <laughs> did you just say I came home bloody again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah all right. Um, <laughs> again, another difference but, between you and me. Uh, I don't. I don't think you could stand there and no. you, you you might have done something different, right? You'd be like, "Excuse me, sir. Like that's not a, like oh, yeah. I'm picking up a phone. Correct. But you're doing something. Yes. Because you can't let something bad like that happen. This is why mm-hmm. he is. This is why he's over in Afghanistan. He talks about his Venn diagram of how he makes decisions. And it is, it's something that all of us should do. All of us should do. He said, you know, I've got a Venn diagram in my office. I look at it every day. And in the center of it is why I was sent here. And I I really encourage you to listen to this because this change, this will change your life. I'm going to do this. This will change your life. He said, why do I exist? And he said, I believe I'm here uh, to uh, spread hope, free people and save the uh, uh, save the, you know, endangered, something like that. And he said, now I make decisions against that every time. If if it doesn't, if what I want to do doesn't have part of this as as its goal i don't do it i said help me out with the mma thing and without blinking he said i do that because uh one i'm fighting and keeping my skills sharp he said and the second thing is uh i felt that if i could i thought i could be good at it he said um you know i'm i was number two i keep coming in number two i can't seem to get number one he said but i knew that I could get my message to millions of people if I became successful at MMA. So, I mean, he's really, really focused. He's, it's, it's quite an amazing thing. Here he is on uh, the fallen soldiers and the Taliban. Listen to this. The Marines that were at the Abbey Gate when the bomb went off, uh, they, there was very, very good intelligence that there was a bomb coming and it was coming to that place. Right. So you want to talk about, not only were they in Kabul and Afghanistan during the withdrawal, which is extraordinary. Think about being in Saigon, Saigon in 1975. The fact that they were on the ground is beyond heroic. And you know, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. This, this isn't running towards the sound of gunfire because you know the evil's there. You're going to a spot where you know a bomb is coming and you're waiting. You don't know what that's going to look like. It might be surrounded by 100 women and children, but you are going to be the one thing that stops evil, you know, health, fury, chaos, mm-hmm. anarchy, pain, and suffering. You're the stopgap between that and everything else behind you, which is people on planes trying to fight for their lives with absolute despair. And that's what those Marines did that day. You know, the level of, of heroism, when you think about those those young, they're, they're babies. Like there's a picture of that beautiful young woman holding that Afghan child. You know, she died in that mm-hmm. gate that, that day. And about the testament to who those people were, who those Marines were and the sacrifice that they made. They knew a bomb was coming and they were there. Um, the the Taliban, they, they um, the White House has said that this was ISIS, but please describe the I mean, I think we 
we set people up. We put them in a kill box, um, you know, <laughs> surrounded by bad guys. Um, but there were three checkpoints that the Taliban had, and it was an extraordinarily large suicide vest. Did they somehow just miss that? Do you, do you know what oh, yeah, I'm talking you, about? Yeah, so you, you can't make a distinction between ISIS-K and Taliban. These are the same organizations. But the White House um, does. Just, the White House does. I mean, I, I obviously, um, I was there as a volunteer for a nonprofit. So in my capacity in Kabul this last time, I was 100% just a volunteer working for them. Mm-hmm. But I'm still in the military. Um, and so what the White House says and does when I'm in official capacity, like I, I'm in a total line. But uh in, in real intelligence, ISIS-K and Taliban, they're, this, they're feathers, different feathers from the same bird. It's the same creature. It's the same animal. It's, it's the radical wing of the same movement. And if you look at the people that are running ISIS-K, it's the exact same people that were um, leaders of the Taliban just a year or two ago. So um, it's not like these are different people that have changed or morphed their ideas. Somehow the Taliban is now a political organization. No, they're, they're just putting a face on to try and receive some support and funds to, you know, to get lists about who are they allowed to go and kill, and then they can blame it on, on ISIS-K. But to be super, super clear, ISIS-K and Taliban are the exact same organization. So uh, I think that the Taliban stop an ISIS-K bomber, um, it, it's, it's idiotic, and it's, it's, it's insulting to the lives of the, of the, the service members that died that way. Um, ISIS-K and Taliban sent in a bomber. They blew up the Abbey Gate, killed a bunch of Marines. That, that, that's what happened. Um, talking to Tim Kennedy in our latest podcast that is out uh, today at Blaze TV and wherever you get your podcasts, uh, even YouTube, uh, tomorrow for the general public, um, we started talking about the Taliban, but that's, we, we talked about MMA, we talked about culture, we talked about business. I mean, the guy is really, truly brilliant and inspiring. Um, but I started the interview talking about his latest rescue mission. Here's what he said. So Save Our Allies Coalition was put up between two different nonprofits, the Mighty Oaks Foundation and um, the Independence Fund. I, I had been struggling with going to Afghanistan since you know, the, the writing was on the wall. The moment that President Biden announced that we're going to be moving out, every, myself and all of my colleagues knew what was going to happen. It was going to happen very quickly. So we are already looking at ways of getting back into the country. And um, it wasn't until Sarah Verado and Chad Robichaud, two people that I, that I respect highly coming from two great organizations, they both called me within 24 hours and said, hey, we have these a few hundred orphan girls and um, Chad, my my translator, is stuck there. He's going to be executed, and all of these orphan girls are going to be uh, executed. I mean, that might be the best thing that would happen to them. Can you come and help us? So for the first time, there was a reason, there's a purpose, and uh, it, it wasn't like let's go be rad, do commando stuff. Here is your mission. Here's the end state. Here's the support. This is what we want you to do. So I became part of a four-man task force that went onto the ground to Kabul. We had two separate elements, one in uh, Washington, D.C., and one forward in the UAE. That was going to be our host and partner nation to help people get it, to help us get people out. Um, we had a very complex team coming from the most elite special operations units on the planet. The four of us that were on the ground, um, I, I this was not the Tim show. I was working for... Sean Gabler, he was our team leader on the ground, and he w- just exhibited extraordinary professionalism. He is a master of his craft. 
He has been doing uh, personnel recovery his entire life. He came from special operations. There was another SF guy. Uh, there were two other SF guys that comprised the four-man team. So the 12 guys that were in UAE, they were receiving intelligence from DC to put together our target pa target packages of who we we're going to go and recover. And then we had a very complex bona fides vetting process to confirm that we we're getting the right people. And then ultimately it was getting air, getting ramps, finding the people, smuggling them through the Taliban and American lines, and then putting them on our planes and some of your planes and uh, getting them out. Can you tell me a little bit? Sorry, that was a uh, can you can you tell me a little bit about because uh, I've heard this from a couple of people about the sewage tunnels? Um, can you can you talk about that? I'm gonna leave that for the, the uh, podcast. What do you call Go ahead and cut it here. Um, it, it is a it's a really great um, just a he's a great guy, really great guy, and a guy you want to have in your corner. And he is an American uh, Americans Freedoms Corner. It, it is he he's an amazing guy. Tim Kennedy is our guest on the podcast this weekend. It's available now at blazetv.com slash Glenn or tomorrow, wherever you get your podcasts and YouTube. All right. It's crazy to think that our kids are online all the time now. Uh, I mean, geez, we have done some just sick experiment with our kids, and I am afraid of what they're going to be turned out, uh, you know, what they're going to turn out like. Um with the way the relationships are and everything else on, on in cyberspace. However, that's not the only concern. The other concern is cyber hackers are out there. Kids can be t uh, targets to all sorts of online threats, phishing, viruses, everything. Protecting their laptops and their phones is a must. It's a must. And another reason to get LifeLock. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives every day. Our information is out at risk on the Internet. And that's what, that's what cyber criminals are counting on. LifeLock will help to detect a wide range of identity threats. They can't catch everything. Nobody can. But if something happens... They'll work with you to fix the problem if your data ends up getting compromised. Right now, you can save up to 25% off your first year at lifelock.com with promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Promo code BECK. Save 25%. The Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Let me leave you with a, uh, a couple of sound bites. Uh, I just cannot let the weekend hit. Without playing um, political strategist Michael Dowd, uh, he he was talking about the new uh, six-week abortion law in Texas, and here's what he said: "It is cut eight. Two-thirds of the state of Texas wants to retain Roe versus Wade as the log of the land. And I was thinking this morning, as I was thinking about this, and while what's gone on in our country until up until today, there's a great famous poem." A uh, quote from a German pastor during the Nazi rule, and I paraphrase it. First, they came for the immigrants. Then they came for the people of color. And now they've come for women. And until we all understand that when these attacks on the constitutional rights of one part of our population affects all of us, we're not going to get anything done in this. Is this craziness? Is this crazy? First, they came for the immigrants. Who's come for the immigrants? Who's come for the immigrants? They have come and pulled them from the Mexican side of the border over right. our side yeah. of the border. I if mean, that was they mean, that's I don't not, know. We have no problem with immigrants. <laughs> then they came for the people of color. Who's under attack? 
white people or black people who believe something differently or believe in Martin Luther King's message. That's who they're coming for. And then they came for women. And this one makes me maddest of all, because are you saying birthing people can't be men? It is amazing that they just can't keep these narratives consistent. They can't. Uh, By the way, he also has a new deadline for climate change. Here he is. This issue of climate change, which which in my view is the greatest global threat, and we're about to, we're about to have more deaths in a year in the globe because of climate change than all of world, all of the world wars in the last hundred years combined. We're about to face a time when we have more deaths because of climate change. We are fast approaching unless we fundamentally do something in the next 12 to 24 months, an irreversible problem that we're going to be facing this week Every single week, and it's going to include drought. Uh, Every single week, we are going to face another Hurricane Ida. (laughs) And we only have 12 to 24 months, Stu. 12 to 24. That's it. Not not 11 and not 25, but 12 to 24 months. 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 That's it. A couple years. I don't know which one to choose. Now, of course, there's absolutely no way to reverse that in that time frame anyway. Even if we went to basically zero emissions. Uh, Even if we all went to global lockdown, it still wasn't enough. Still didn't do anything. We all were global lockdown. Still not enough. Hmm. It's not a problem designed to be solved. I'll tell you that.